0: Coming up next on Rugby Wrap Ups MLR Weekly, a moose from Los Angeles, a mystery guest, highlights, opinions, and previews from star pinch hit panelists Connor Mooney Ham of Austin, Brian Ray, and Matt McCarthy. <laughs> Hey, everybody, and welcome back to this week's MLR Weekly, a new name that we're testing out, presented by Rugby Wrap-Up. I'm Matt McCarthy in New York City, and I've got my good friend Brian Ray of America's Rugby News waiting in the wings with our special guest panelist today, Mr. Connor Mooneyham of the Austin Girl Gronies. Imagine that, a star on the panel again. But before we get to them, let's look briefly back. The Seattle Seawolves swam down to Austin, Texas to face their Western Conference rivals in a pivotal matchup. And it was Austin, the Gilgronies, at home, who held on in a physical, tough match, 17-6 over Seattle. But Seattle showed that they can compete with the big boys as the second half of the season heats up. Rugby ATL versus the Los Angeles Guiltinis at the snake pit in Atlanta, both teams in second place in their respective divisions. This was gonna be a game for the ages. But nobody told that to the Guiltinis, who despite two early scratches in the warm-up, which had number nineteen and number twenty-one in the starting lineup, they rocked and rolled all over Atlanta in the first half. And cruised to a huge win despite letting up some late tries down in Atlanta. LA resoundingly wins and beats another Eastern Conference power 31 to 19. The New England Free Jacks welcomed in the Utah Warriors into Quincy, Massachusetts, and boy, did it not go well for the Utah Warriors. The Free Jacks, the Flapjacks, the Tea Sippers, whatever you want to call them. Just make sure you call them good, because they are very good, and they played a resounding team game to win this one easily, 33-17. The road has been rough to the Dallas Jackals, but this time they were at home at Choctaw Stadium, and they welcomed in the San Diego Legion. And it was the Legion all day. Final score, 53-14. Another tough match For the newbies in the league the dallas jackals rugby new york welcomed in the nola gold another eastern conference foe and this year things haven't gone as they wanted for nola but after announcing a two-year extension on head coach kane thompson's contract the nola gold went out and laid an egg in the first half but they didn't get discouraged and they came roaring back in the second half Tries and tackles and knock ons, and it was just an unbelievable finish. Another tight one for New York at home against New Orleans, but New York wins by eight points, 36 to 28. Okay, let's take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Selling or trading in your vehicle? She He makes it easy. With easy trades, start online or visit us in store. We want your vehicle, and we'll give you up to 125% of KBB value. It's
1: easy, She He.
0: Back as I promised, folks, and we have our mystery guest segment. But first, I've got to introduce Mr. Connor Mooneyham, the first ever draft pick, number one draft pick in Major League Rugby history. Now starring for the Austin Gronies. and Connor, you have actually been the mystery guest on this program before.
2: I have. It's uh, kind of nerve-wracking. You get a little, little excited, like hiding behind a black screen. But
0: uh, I'm excited to see who it is. And Brian, you're an old pro at this, and uh, I think you were actually guessing who Connor was when we had him on.
1: I believe you are correct, and I think this is the first, the first time I've had a mystery guest become one of the mystery guessers.
0: Yeah, it's just it's, <laughs> it's like a, it's like generations of rugby playing against, you know, forming in America. We have generations of mystery guests now. All right, so we're gonna bring in our mystery guest has been patiently listening. He's in right now, and here are the three hints. He is not a back. I like his hairstyle a lot, and he could very well be related in some way to you connor just saying now let's get our lightning round started (laughs) brian start us off
1: did you play over the weekend
0: i did (laughs) (laughs) that is a great voice mystery guest
1: do you live up in the north no are you on an eastern
2: conference team I'm not. Um, Related to me? That's crazy. I'm trying to. In a weird
0: way. In a weird way. In a weird rugby, (sighs) major league rugby way.
2: Were you drafted this past this past year? No. Did you play on
0: Saturday? I did. Are you from Australia? I am. Whoa! Whoa! (laughs) Whoa! We have a ground. We have. That's got to be. That's it, Brian. You got to be able to guess now. Uh, Were you playing for the Utah Warriors? Oh. Oh.
2: No. Okay, were you playing for the Guiltinis over the weekend? Yes.
1: Okay. Have you captained more than one Major League Rugby team?
2: No.
3: Hang on, I got
1: it, I got it, I
2: got
0: it.
1: Do you have hair? (laughs) I do not. Okay, here we
2: go,
0: here we go. All right, that was a question you can't guess now. Brian, go ahead, take it away.
1: (laughs) Nathan, is your nickname Moose?
0: (laughs) <laughs> ding 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 let's bring him in, ladies and gentlemen. Nathan Van Hoot. He's How you doing, brother? It's good, mate. Right? How are you? He is not other than the star of the L.A. Guiltinis, who had an unbelievable game this weekend. I had a front seat because I was calling the game, and you weren't supposed to start. Were you just messing with us in the booth, me and Stabina, because you put the 19 on? But I know you weren't initially in the starting lineup. You probably thought you were getting a breather.
3: Yeah, no, no, I'm not I'm not sure. I think uh, Corey, Thomas, Corey Thomas was supposed to start, so he got a little niggle in the, the warm-up. So uh, it was a late, late swap.
0: And you, you did the same with Luke Burton.
3: Yeah, there was something went on with him as well. He was, uh, he came in late or was on the bench, sorry. Um, so I'm not actually sure what went on there, but Corey Thomas picked
0: up the niggle in the warm up. Then you've got the idiot Yank calling the game. And I'm like, it's because I know you because we stick together. We got the same look, bro. So I'm like, well, that's.
3: <laughs> that's what i told Corey. i said if he doesn't wear the headgear there's got no one's going to know any different anyway exactly
0: <laughs> oh yeah try try to call in real time you luke uh billy, billy? all you know if you go because you're always all four of you all over the ball
1: so yeah, it's like yeah.
0: okay and it's like the jerseys, the numbers are a little bit difficult to read at certain times. But anyway, we don't have time for this, guys. Let's open the, the, up to the uh, the panel for some questions And Connor because you're uh, you're relatively new at this. You have a question for your rival, and that's the that was the relationship thing. He's almost related to you because the <laughs> Gilbrony's and Gil, the yeah, Gil twins. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. I was gonna uh, ask that actually. Just I'm I'm honestly excited to go down to the Coliseum because I didn't uh, you know I didn't get the chance last year to to play in the Coliseum for my head knock. So I heard the atmosphere is pretty electric down there. How, how is it from a, a player's standpoint?
3: Yeah, no, it's, it's unbelievable to play there, honestly. Um, the atmosphere is awesome. Crowd gets right into it. Um, I mean, it's one of the best places I've played, if not the best stadium I've played in. It's
0: really good. That's pretty cool to hear in the United States. And it's, of course, you know, the, the L.A. Coliseum. But you also, didn't you have a couple of runs at SoFi? yeah yeah we had that game
3: there last year that was that was an amazing amazing uh experience that was once in a lifetime so that was that was really cool to do that that was and um which one did you prefer um i think i prefer uh the coliseum probably it's the ter- uh, the grass yeah I prefer grass yeah. um but SoFi itself is just unbelievable to actually get to play on that field and then have the super bowl there the same year
0: it was just amazing a little different than Cochrane Stadium in Jersey City. <laughs> <laughs> just a little bit.
1: So is there, you know, the moose, by the way, is quite the uh, the revered animal up here in the north. Is there any special like, uh, background story to that, or is it just because you're a massive human being?
3: <laughs> yeah, I honestly, I, I get asked this a lot. I wish I, wish I had some cool story or something. Um, it's honestly just a name I've had since maybe I was 15, and it's just purely the size of me. One of my rugby coaches... Way back then, come up with it, and it's it's stuck. So I've just
1: ran with it. So you don't have any Canadian ancestry at all, or anything like that. He's Dutch.
0: He's Dutch. They're the tallest (laughs) people on the planet, and it's because they live under (laughs) sea level. So they're always they're always going like this. So they just naturally got taller. That's my that's my theory. I like that. I'll run with that. What is the thing with the Guiltinis in terms of how they view Connors Gilgronis? Do you view them as complete arch rivals, or do you? you simpatico your brothers or something because you got the same papa papa gilchrist
3: yeah i guess we do but um i guess it it's honestly the rivalry match i guess is the way we look at it we um it's it's a massive one in the calendar like we look forward to obviously playing them twice this year they beat us at um at home at their home um earlier in the year so getting to play them again is massive like for us it's it's a massive rivalry game we we always look at it on the calendar and Look forward to playing against them.
2: We kind of do the same thing down here. It's it's like the same preparation. You know, it's like, ah, oh, we're going to L.A. This is it. You know, like this is our, our rival team.
0: And you you and to went, you smoked in New York, you an and then you, the you was just the absolutely P.I. blew out Atlanta out of their own park right out of the gate. I mean, you know, it, the, the score wasn't indicative of how much the game was dominated by you guys because you did get the red card and you got the yellow. Honko, how about doing the Josh Larson with the – with the fall on the smack thing there, and then using the elbow—I mean, that's—it's like Gordy How—that's like a Gordy Howe hat trick, Brian, for hockey fans.
1: <laughs> Questionable behavior.
0: Questionable behavior, and, and, and this <laughs> might impact Team USA, right? Because he's got a red uh, card.
1: It's just a three-week suspension, so he'll be back in time.
0: All right, that's America's rugby news, right on it. So Connor, how relieved are you that? Dallas didn't stay in the league the first year because you were drafted by them
2: it's it's a little bit of a shame this year looking down not looking down just looking at what's what's going on with Dallas and how they haven't come come out with any wins this season and obviously I do think about that like what it would have been like if I did go up to Dallas and I do talk to a lot of players actually some teammates that I have now that would have been on Dallas's team as well I think that once they lost their head coach and a few things kind of changed there, a lot of players changed. A lot of things started shuffling around. So, um, yeah, hopefully they can, they can come out with a win and, and start changing some things for next season.
0: You know what? I kid around, but, Nathan, you've seen this firsthand. A team can change pretty much overnight, as you saw the Gilgronis change. And that's what I say to Dallas fans. You know what? You're going to have a lousy season right now. But a lot of things didn't go your way, things that were unforeseen. But in the, the nature of this beast, and you play on a team with some quality players that are actually injured too, you you know how this league can change around.
3: Yeah, no, I was uh, we versed them over a month ago now, I think. But like when we played them then, I was talking to a few of the boys afterwards, and I was saying I honestly don't believe they're too far
0: away from from the, getting that win and getting the monkey off their back, um, so to speak. What do you got as an update? And I know you can't be too official because it's not your role, but uh, anybody coming back? Coming back. I'm not exactly sure which ones, but we have got a lot out, so it's, it's hard to keep track,
3: uh, but there will be – a few boys coming back in in the coming weeks.
1: You know, you've played shoot shield, you've played in the the NRC, which kind of doesn't really exist anymore, but that's kind of one the, that was supposed to be the step between shoot shield and super rugby. So this is kind of a two-part question. I want to know, you know, what do you think of the standard of MLR kind of compared to that? And you know, your old teammate from last year, Mai Vailanu, uh just started in super rugby, his first super rugby start this past weekend. So Obviously, players can move from MLR to Super Rugby. You're still a young guy. Is that still, you know, is that a goal of yours?
3: Uh, yeah, no, the competition um, MLR is very, very strong. Like in comparison to, let's say, NRC, I'd say it's, it's a very similar level, if not, if not above it. Like the teams are getting more and more competitive. I think even like from last year to this year, there's been a massive jump. Like you look at someone like, like Austin, where um, the improvement in their side and then New England as well. There's just so many teams this year that are competitive. And I think, like, every, every game you go into, you've got to prepare as if it's a finals match, I guess. Um, the, the competition level is very, very high. And then, yeah, Mahe um, getting his first start. Um, saw they beat the, uh, the Crusaders, which is a massive, massive win for them. And, um, yeah, it's, it's honestly something I, I... When I first came over, that was the intention. I wanted to be playing uh, rugby full-time and get in a professional program, which I'm doing that. So um, the, the goal, I guess, uh, eventually would be to get back to Super Rugby, when that may be. I don't know. But, yeah, it's definitely definitely something I'm, I'm looking at.
0: Well, if you continue to make plays like you made on the weekend, you set up a, a great score with the nice little pass and a little offload, but then you you made a game or perhaps a game-altering Tackle in the try zone. You slap the ball in pursuit. Where yeah. I think it was, I think it was Torres. Thought he was going in for an easy try, and we even called it as a try. And then yeah. we're seeing the replay, and we're like, "Whoa, wait a minute!" Yeah, I actually I came out of the scrum way
3: too late. I I hadn't noticed that he had actually left because I was trying to push on the scrum, um, and then I missed the jump, and I just knew I had to sprint to it. And I tried slapping the ball out. I actually I actually thought he had scored. I signaled that i thought he knocked it on but i thought he had scored and then luckily uh dave dennis went up and spoke to the ref and asked him to have a look at it and thankfully he didn't it turns out he knocked it on so i think i got got a little bit lucky there
0: that was a, that but that was just a hustle play a great play and it shows your professionalism man because uh, you know 99 of us would give up on that play and you didn't so kudos to you final question uh, from the locker room uh rumors that you played well not rumor fact that you played with your GM um Mr. Fryer are you is that way into your contract negotiations
3: <laughs> yeah no I played a played a couple games with him at ranwick um uh, which was which was a really good experience he um he, uh, he's actually still still got it to be honest I think I think he's uh tempted a lot of the time to pull the jersey on um he's gets involved. In some I've been scrum. saying
0: it all along. Him and Corbisero will be in your pack before the end of the year. I wouldn't rule it out. It honestly wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> all right. There you have it. America's rugby news. Got a breaking story. there right here on rugby wrap up Nathan. Thank you for taking the time out. Much appreciated. Best of luck, except I can't say best of luck next week. Cause we got Connor here. So I got to be fair to both of you. I'll say best of luck <laughs> to both of you. How's that? Thank you for having me. Appreciate all right, it. We're going to take a quick break and we'll come back. Been blind since I was four and I've never seen a beer commercial or a beer label. None of that stuff influences me. I drink beer because of the taste and my beer is Pap's Blue Ribbon. It has the taste and the flavor.
2: What do you think's on the label?
0: I think there's a, a naked woman riding on a unicorn jumping over fire. That's good beer. All right, we're back with Mr. Connor Mooneyham and Mr. Brian Ray and guys of... Every weekend and every game counts now because of the points and the tightness of the playoff matches. And the first one we have coming up, New England hosting old glory, a resurgent old glory, Brian, eight wins
1: in a row. That's a, that's a new major league rugby record. Let's not forget that. Uh, free Jack your team. Your team are, are is the flying right now. Uh, I'm impressed with what uh, Nate Osborne has done with his team. Hey, they won two in a row. Let's, that's, that's not, uh, you know, lose sight of that, but, uh, New England at home, uh, I, I just can't uh, look past them. Bowden Walker is just steering that ship like crazy. So uh, I'm going to go with the Free Jacks at home against Old Glory. Oh, I'm
2: thinking Brian's kind of hopping on the bandwagon a little bit here. But uh, I do have to agree with him. Um, the Free Jacks are really looking like they're, they're in form. And... Bodine Walker is, is leading that chip as Brian was saying. He is looking unstoppable
1: on attack. I agree with Brian. Carter, you played in that game, uh, you know, against the Free Jacks. Is there anything, you know, special that you saw in that game? What What makes them so good? Yeah, they, they game plan very well. Um, they knew that they were going to attack our
2: breakdowns and they executed their game plan really well. Uh, obviously, we were a bit shocked in the first half. They kind of came out and they punched us in the face. And then second half, we came out and we we started showing our our skills a little bit. And then um, a few unfortunate calls by the Sirs um, just made things sway the other way, so.
0: On the rugby odds, I picked Old Glory to be within eight points of New England. I thought maybe it might be a, not a full banana slip. I think Old Glory might make a game of it. It is going to be tough in that environment of Quincy, but the Free Jacks are very formidable. The next one up, Utah at home versus Atlanta, Brian.
1: I think this is going to be closer maybe than it otherwise, you know, um, I might've picked, but I'm still going to go with ATL on the road here, but I'm a little squeamish about this pick uh, just because I think Utah is definitely has a shot at this one, even though they are on a slide.
0: Uh, Atlanta struggled in that match. Uh, LA really took it to them in the first half and they, you know, they lost at home, but I don't think they're going to have a bad match two weeks in a row. I think they're going to regroup and I think they're going to smoke Utah. Uh, Brian, what do you think in terms of your guys, the Arrows welcoming in New York?
1: The Arrows were shocking in their last game against Houston, so they better show up a little bit better uh, than that one. Uh, New York, to be honest, I wasn't that impressed with how they played against Nola. I thought they got a little lucky, a couple of calls that went against uh, Nola in that game, and I think Nola kind of shot themselves in the foot right at the, the end there when they got that penalty in their end. I thought they made a bad decision to run it. They're still a formidable outfit, uh, and that's not kidding anybody. anybody. Uh, you know, there might be a new body or two coming into that New York lineup this week. There might be a couple bodies back for the Arrows, fingers crossed, this week. A bunch of New York players tied up with the Eagles camp this week, so that's going to take away from their preparation a little. Toronto's on a bye. They can uh, hopefully, you know have a big conversation about where they're headed. So, I mean, this is do or die for the Arrows. If they lose this, it's over. They're not in the playoffs at all. So I'm going to back my Toronto Arrows to get the win at home. It's a very tough game, but uh, I'm going to pick Toronto on this one.
0: Stunning. There it is. Stunning, stunning that he picked Toronto. Stunning, Connor. What do you think? You're, you're pretty much an objective uh, source here, the only one on the show that's objective about this match.
2: It's funny because we haven't done any film study on either of these two teams because we don't play them this season. Um, And just from the little I've seen of the two teams, I know that they can go either way. It's like they're either going to play really good or they're going to play so-so. But I'm going to have to go with Brian on this one, I think that that Toronto is going to pull it out at home. Um, I know that New York has a lot of firepower, but I think that Toronto, you know, especially in this do-or-die situation with their backs up against the wall, I think they they have to
0: pull this one out. I got to go with New York in this one, Brian. I'm sorry. Very, very sorry. Then we've got that big match, the Western Conference showdown between the Gil-Teenies and the Gil-Gronies. Connor, I know that you're part of this one, so Brian and I will do the heavy lifting, and you're more than welcome to weigh in.
1: Well, I want to hear from Connor first
0: uh, how confident you guys are before
1: I make any decisions here. That's uh, crazy.
2: <laughs> Puts it all on me.
0: Right back the on guy, you, Connor.
2: The guy who's about to be playing. Um, yeah, obviously – we we touched on it a little bit with Nathan how this is a big rivalry, rivalry game. It's, it's championship rugby. It's the two top teams in the West. I cannot weigh in on this game personally just because there's too many feelings, and I am a big believer that you can jinx results as well. So I'm not. You don't want
0: to give them any locker room fodder either.
1: Yeah, I'm not going to say anything about the game. No. I'm
0: just excited. All right, that's a smart man. That's a very smart man.
1: You know, if we. Been picking this earlier in the year. I definitely would have gone Austin to performed it to L.A. win, but they've completely turned themselves around, and uh, and man, they look good. But they kind of fell away a little bit in that second half against uh, ATL on the weekend. Great first half, but not much going on in the second half. They've lost Hunko to suspension. That's a major blow. I mean, he's such a powerful ball carrier. Um, and you know, I I thought Austin. Had a couple unlucky breaks. They probably could have had a couple extra tries against Seattle. I think they're a little bit better than that scoreline showed uh, in that game. So, uh, you know, man, this is such a tough pick. The winner of this one is pretty much first place in the Western Conference guaranteed. So it's a huge Titanic clash. I'm going to go with – I'm going to back Connor here. I'm going to go with Austin on the road. I think it's going to be a great game. But um, I just think that Austin has just a a smidgen more, especially – I mean, that performance from Isaac Ross at the line at the weekend was just – amazing. So if he can disrupt like that against LA, that's going to be a a big deal. So I'm going to back Austin in this one.
0: You know what I'm going to do in this one? I think it's going to be a tie.
2: (laughs) That is a hot take if I've ever heard one before.
0: I'm just dropping the mic and walking (laughs) out of here and watch. Giltini on Gilgroni. The Gil twins going at each other in the Gilchrist Bowl. Going to be a tie. Very exciting one at that. San Diego hosting houston another tough match and connor this is another one of those western conference battles and every point matters so we'll let brian talk about it first
1: yeah this was another tough one to pick i mean uh, you know san diego what two points ahead of, of houston right now i mean this is another one whoever wins this might be the in the hot seat for that third playoff spot right so uh, you know houston Coming off a of bye week, they absolutely destroyed my arrows in, in Houston. You know, it was. A a bigger beatdown than that scoreline reflected. San Diego bounced back. They got a big win over Dallas. Uh, But they lost a couple players in that game. Thomas Morani looked like he hurt his knee maybe. And uh, Tian Lutz came off at the end. So that's a couple guys maybe they don't have. I'm going to go with San Diego in this one. I don't really know what my justification is. I just have this feeling like they're uh, just a nudge ahead in this one. I just like what I've seen a little bit more. So I'm going to go with uh, San Diego to beat Houston in a squeaker.
0: Just throwing some blind darts. I'm with you. Uh, You know, Houston is a tough team to figure out. They play well, very well at at certain times. I'm going to take San Diego in a squeaker at home, and it's just the home field advantage. Then we just talked about Seattle going up the Starfire. It doesn't get any easier for Dallas. Brian.
1: Well, I mean – The the Seattle team that showed up against Austin was not super impressive, you have to say. You know, putting that massive pack out on the field and then their line-out was just... It's a shambles. I mean, yeah, on one hand, you have to credit Isaac Rossi How about, how about that? How about fa- yeah. How about yeah, tipping your cap right. to
0: the Gilgronies? Fair enough. But there was some
1: pretty skinny. guy right up here. Up know the room. Hey, know the <laughs> room.
0: He's right here.
1: <laughs> look, they, they just, the, the line-out strategy, yeah, I just couldn't figure out in that game. But anyways, uh, you know, Seattle, I'm going to pick Seattle on this one, but you know, I I think Dallas can can take a little credit. They scored a couple good tries against San Diego. You know, um, hopefully they get a couple bodies injured bodies back for them, and they'll uh, make a game of it. But you gotta take Seattle
0: at home in this one. What's in the maple syrup up there? Because you are you're you're gonna lose by forty points, Dallas in this one. 35 minimum. They're playing. They're on the road at Starfire. Those starved fans up there just want blood. And, and rookie
2: right playing Connie, against you, a, a pissed off Seattle team exactly that is gonna be hungry for blood. Yeah. Exactly.
0: And, you That's know tough rookie that seawolf, he he you know, he's a dangerous and broccoli guy, broccoli, broccoli man, guy. It, come on, man. <laughs> Tony Riddell, CJ, the whole gang, they're not gonna stand for anything but at least a twenty five to thirty five a forty point victory. So, unfortunately for Dallas. But, again, I go back to look at, look at Mr. Mooneyham. The teams can turn around in a hurry in this league. So, don't get too disgruntled and keep supporting your jackals. Uh, guys, on that note, we got to take a quick break and come back with final thoughts. So, stay with us. If you're in New York City and want to watch some great rugby, have some great food, and some great times, go to the world's best rugby pub. The pig and whistle on West Thirty Sixth Street. Hey, make sure you check out our bonus interview with Peter Malcolm of the San Diego Legion. And we are back with Mr. Connor Mooneyham and Mr. Brian Ray, gentlemen. Final thoughts,
1: Brian? We've bagged the TMOs pretty heavily for a couple, you know, two or three weeks on here. I have to. By we them- do you mean, you? Okay, maybe it was just me. Uh, But uh, I think Dan was in there too. But uh, I have to give them some credit this past weekend. It wasn't too bad. One uh, incident in particular I thought was handled perfectly. Uh, That was the Dallas-San Diego game. There was a high tackle against Liam Murray. Canadian prop. uh, Head contact there. Jack Gould and Mo Chaudhry talked it through. Got it down from red card to penalty only, which was the correct call. Perfectly handled, guys. Well done. Looking up. And uh, hey, uh, trade deadline. Apparently there's a trade deadline now. Coming up May 9th, so guys have uh, new signings. Any trades have got to be made this week. Interested to see what moves we make. Arrows are dishing out international cards like, like Christmas out there, so uh, I'm keen to see what happens.
0: We have breaking news. Connor Mooneyham has been traded to New York. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, that's fake news. That's fake breaking news, Connor. I don't want to throw you off your game. What, do you, what, what are your final thoughts, if any? Yeah, I just
2: want to say I appreciate you guys having me on the show, even though you knew that the uh, mystery guest was going to be from L.A. And you knew that we were playing them this weekend. Yeah, I appreciate that. Just throwing me in there. Um, no, I'm just excited. been saying it before. We're excited to go to go down to L.A. and play in the Coliseum and uh, play against our, our brothers.
0: And do you have any advice for the number one pick in the NFL draft as a former number one draft pick in a professional rugby league in the United States of America?
2: I, I only root for one team, and I only talk about one team, and that is the Raiders. Oh. So if Ew. we're talking oh. about NFL, we're talking about the Las Vegas Raiders. Oh, I'd rather uh, watch the Aronauts. The first pick. Or the Argonauts. Whatever the hell they
0: are. The Aronauts. (laughs) I'd rather watch the Aronauts.
2: (laughs) Hey, we didn't have a first round pick this year, so it's okay.
0: All right. Okay. All right. Uh, My final thought on this weekend is just watch rugby. Watch it. Watch it. Get people to watch it. It's exciting. Have a couple of beers. Go to the games if you can. You got red, white, and blue all over New England this weekend with the with the uh, the free jackals or the tea sippers in the red, white, and blue with the collars, and then you got the other guys that are actually named Old Glory after the flag. And if you didn't know <laughs> Old Glory was named the flag, you got to do some more homework. But thank you, yeah. Mr. Connor Mooneyham. Good luck this thank weekend. Thank you. Mr. Brian Ray, love your backdrops, and thank you for tuning in. Please sign up for our weekly newsletter. Please hit that subscribe button. Please check out the Rugby Odds and our college rugby wrap-up. And please, please, please sign up for our American Red Cross blood donor team.